Hi, I'm Paul Sweeney. Welcome to the Business Behind Your Business podcast. And today we're going to be looking at director identification numbers. Now, it's something new, something else that's new, that's a new requirement, verifying who you are. And we're going to look at what they are, what the process is, why it's important and how you apply. Welcome to the Business Behind Your Business, conversations to help your business grow and thrive. Hi, I'm Paul Sweeney, founder of Predium Solutions, chartered accountants and certified business advisors hosting the business behind your business. So welcome back to the Business Behind Your Business podcast, and we're looking at this idea of director identification numbers, which is a new concept in Australia, but also applies if you're a director of an Australian company or a resident company in Australia. Now, why are we looking at this? It seems a little bit of a a nothing subject, but to be honest, it is a, a step forward. It's helping to have certainty about who you're doing business with and that's a good thing so uh, we're used to verifying our identity we're used to having to do that when we open a bank account when we you know go for medical services applying for anything to do with tax this is a new step in in terms of verifying your identity as a director of a company and we're going to look at what's involved and why it's important and also how you apply So firstly, what is this idea of a director identification number? It's a new thing. It's a unique identifier that applies to a director and it'll apply to you once and you'll keep that number forever. Okay, it's just like your tax file number, but it's to do with being a director of a company. Now, if you're a director of a corporate trustee of a self-managed super fund, you also need to apply for a director ID. So the introduction of this director identification number is going to create a fairer business environment and how it proposes to do that is help prevent the use of false and fraudulent director identities. Now, often we see a lot of companies or you're doing business with a company and they'll be registered with slightly different names or false names or IDs and it's it's something that has happened over time and, and yeah. As technology gets better and, and systems get better, we're closer and closer to eliminating that. So closer to identifying who we're actually dealing with, eliminating those false and fraudulent identities and eliminating unlawful activity by directors. So we're hoping that that is gonna be the outcome. Now, of course, it's not gonna be a perfect system. There are gonna be issues with it and and you know, it's gonna take some fixing up, but it's a good step in the right direction. So why do you need it? So as a shareholder, as an employee, a creditor of a company, um, or somebody purchasing from the company, anybody that's dealing with the company externally, yeah, you are entitled to know the names and certain details of the directors of the company. So if you're contracting with somebody and they're going to be paying you, you want to know that they are actually the directors of the company, that they are not acting fraudulently, they really exist, and you need to know what their history is. So the director identification number is a good way of helping us to verify the identity of who we're dealing with. It helps prevent the use of false or fraudulent director identities. It makes it easier for external administrators or regulators to trace directors' relationships with companies over time. 
and it's going to help with identifying and eliminating director involvement in unlawful activities such as illegal phoenix activity. And the phoenix activity is where uh, a company is running to the ground, leaves a lot of debts, and the director or shareholders of that company go and set up a new entity somewhere else uh, and start again, so phoenix type activity. And so it's aimed to, to preventing that. So yeah, like I said, like the illegal phoenix activity, when a company's liquidated, wound up, abandoned just to avoid paying debts and we see unfortunately we've seen a lot of this historically then they go and start a new company the same business activities but without the debt and what happens when 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 we have this phoenix activity is that the employees miss out on wages superannuation and their entitlements suppliers or the contractors subcontractors left unpaid other businesses are put at a, a disadvantage and the community misses out on the revenue that could have contributed to other community services because those companies typically aren't paying the taxes that they are obliged to pay, which puts you at a disadvantage because you are paying the taxes that you're legally obliged to pay. So how does this director identification number system work? So every director is going to be issued with a 15 digit identification number. Okay, so every director that's currently a director will have one and anybody who intends to become a director and verifies their identity will be given an A director ID. Now it starts with three digits in Australia, 036 will, they'll, will all start with 036 and they'll end with another 11 digit and one check digit for error detection. So you need to apply for your own director. So nobody can do that for you. Your accountant can't do it for you. Your tax agent can't do it for you. You need to do it yourself, but it is free to apply. Now you'll only ever have one director identification number and you'll keep that forever. Even if you change companies, you stop being a director, you change your name, you move in a state or overseas, you'll still have that one director identification number and you'll keep that with you. It's the same as your tax file number, but it's to do with your involvement as being a director of companies. So when you need to apply, now that's an important question. We're seeing a lot of emails and notifications, newsletters coming out, particularly from lawyers at the moment, telling you that you must apply now, that there are consequences if you don't apply now. Now, that, yes, we urge you to apply quickly, uh, but there is some transitional time periods that you can take benefit of. But having said that, it's quite an easy process, so just do it, get it out of the way. So you'll need to apply for your director ID and you'll need to verify your own identity. Okay, that's the first step. So how do we apply? You'll be able to do it from November, so that's now. So you can do that on this new Australian Business Registry Services website. Um, and you log in using the MyGov ID app. Now MyGov ID is different to your MyGov account. So your MyGov ID is an app, your MyGov is an account based thing. So you'll need your MyGov ID and that's where you verify your identity and you'll use that to log into a lot of government services like the tax office, the Australian Business Registry Services and there'll be more added to that over time. So who's going to need a director identification number? So you're going to need one if you are an eligible officer of a company, a registered Australian body or a registered foreign company that's registered under the Corporations Act 2001. Or if you're a director or an officer of an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander corporation that's registered under the Corporations Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Act 2006, which is the CATSE Act. So an eligible person or officer is a person who's appointed as a director or an alternate director acting in that capacity. And you'll need to have a director identification if you are a director of a company an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander corporation. If you're, a if you're a corporate trustee, if you're a director of a corporate trustee, for example, a self-managed super fund, having a corporate trustee, 
If you're a director of a charity or a not-for-profit organization that is a company or an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander corporation, or you're a director of a registered Australian body, you know, that's incorporated association that's registered with the Australian Securities and Investment Commission and trades outside of its state or territory where it's incorporated, and also foreign companies registered with ASIC and carrying on business in Australia, regardless of where you live. So you, these are the people that you will need a director's identification number. So who doesn't need one? Who doesn't need a director's identification number? Well, if you're only acting as the company secretary, but you're not a director, you don't need to apply. If you're the external administrator of a company, you don't need to apply for a director's identification number. If your business is operated as a sole trader or a partnership, you don't need to apply for a director's identification number. And sometimes you might have a title of director in your job title, but you're not actually a director under the Corporations Act or the CAPSI Act, so therefore you don't need to apply. And if you're a director of a charity that's with, you know, an organisation type that's not registered with ASIC, then you don't need to apply. So unincorporated associations as well, or established under state, territory, legislation, those don't need to apply for director identification numbers. So as we said, when do you apply for a director's identification number? You can do it now. If you're planning on becoming a director, you can apply before you're appointed. So when should you apply or when must you apply by? So if you're a Corporations Act director, when you apply, or when you must apply, depends on the date that you became a director. So if you're already a director, so if you were a director of a company before the 31st of October 2021, then you have to, until the 30th of November 2022 to apply. Okay, there's nothing to stop you from applying earlier, but that is the last date at which you must apply. If you are appointed as a director between 1 November 2021 and the 4th of April 2022, then within 28 days of your appointment, you must apply for a director's identification number. And after the 5th of April 2022, you must have your director's identification number before you are appointed as a director of a company. So if you're a director under the CATSI Act or a CATSI Corporation, then you've got to be over 18. You've got to be a member of that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Corporation or, a per, or an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander person. And uh, you must not be disqualified from acting as a, uh, or managing one of those corporations. You actually have until, so if you're already appointed as a director before the 31st of October 2020, you have until the 30th of November 2023. So you've got an extra year. Now, if you become a director before, after the 1st of November 2022, so that's a year from now, you must have your director identification number before you are appointed. So how do you apply for your director identification number? Uh, very simple process. You need to apply for your own director identification number. Nobody can do it for you. You must do it yourself. And the fastest way to do that is using the MyGov ID app. So if you have your MyGov ID already set up, you, you've already gone through that identification process. If you haven't, it's a very straightforward process. So the first thing is to download the app and set up your MyGov ID, okay? Set it up. You need to have a standard or strong identity strength before they'll, you'll be able to apply for the director ID online. Now, if you live outside Australia and you can't get a MyGov ID with a standard or strong identity strength, then you'll need to apply using a paper form. Yeah, paper forms still we have them and provide certified copies of your identity documents so that's a different process but we're just going to look at the my process for applying I remember that the mygov id is separate to your mygov account your mygov id is an app and you can download the mygov id onto your smartphone or the smart device 
and it lets you prove who you are and log into a range of government online services, including MyGov, the ATO, and the Australian Business Services Register. So MyGov is an account though, and that lets you link your your online services like the ATO, Centrelink, Medicare, etc. So the second step is to get all your documents together. Now, one of the criteria is that you must have your tax file number. You must have your current residential address that's held with the ATO. So if you've moved and you haven't updated the ATO, you need to update your address with the ATO before you can go through this process. And you also need two other forms of documents to verify your identity. And they're fairly standard document identifications, bank accounts, ATO notice of assessment, super accounts, dividends, passports, driver's licenses, those sorts of things, typical documents and proof of identity forms that you know, we're very familiar with these days, but you'll need at least two of those to verify your identity. Once you have verified your identity and you've got a standard or strong identity strength, and you can then log in to the abrs.gov.au website and apply for your director ID. And now this process will take less than five minutes. Yes, less than five minutes. If you've already gone through and verified your identity, then the process is gonna take less than five minutes. So you log on to the website, follow the prompts. Okay, first step is to apply. You're adding a little bit of extra information about your address, confirming that, confirming your postal address. And at the end of the application, you'll be pre um, presented with your director identification number. Uh, and you should print that out and save a copy, and then that will be on file. And then that will also be available in future through your MyGov ID app. So once you've got that, director identification number, well, you need to notify the companies that you're a director of. You need to notify whoever's managing the company registers, so that could be the accountant or the company secretary, or you might be handling that yourself, but you need to update your company registers to include that notification. And then in the course of the next year, ASIC is gonna be matching those director identification IDs with their records, and they'll be contacting you if there's any discrepancies between names and addresses and director identifications. And they'll be asking you to update those details. Now, what happens if you don't do it? What happens if you refuse to get a director identification number? Well, there will be some offences, some criminal offences actually, under the Corporations Act. So you, you need to have that in place. So if you don't have a director identification and you're required to, then there's a criminal offence. If you don't apply when you're directed by ASIC or the registrar, then you will also be guilty of a criminal offence. You, can you can't have multiple IDs. If you've got multiple IDs, then that's also a criminal offence. You misrepresent a director identification number and try and use somebody else's identity. Well, obviously that's a criminal offence. So there will be some enforcement on that. So there are some changes to it. It's a simple process. Just get it out of the way. Get on, log in through your MyGov ID, go to the ABRS website, apply for your director identification number, notify the company, whoever's managing the company register, and, and, and the process is done. So one of the things that we can be looking for is, is if we're doing business with somebody new, we need to know who we're dealing with, and this is where it's gonna come in handy. So if you're um, about to do business with a new company and you might do a company search and a credit report on them, a PPSR check, you know, find out what's going on, who are you actually dealing with? If there's not a director identification number there, the question is, well, why not? What are they, what are they, why haven't they got a director identification number in place? And that's where some of this is going to be helpful for you as a business owner, dealing with your suppliers, dealing with your suppliers also, but also dealing with customers, particularly if you're offering credit terms. Understand who you're dealing with. This director identification is going to help 
with that process, okay? Because often we have seen that the same person will be registered with different company companies using variations of their name and address, which is not which is not good. And look, we typically steer away from those types of businesses or we get them to fix it up. And sometimes it's just an administrative or clerical error. They didn't realize that they hadn't updated a particular address. But, but if that's the case, then it raises the question, who are you actually dealing with? So the director's identification number, it's a good step forward. It's gonna help with reducing fraudulent activity, help you have confidence in who you're dealing with. And just it's another step forward in making sure that you know you can avoid uh, scams, fraud, you know, and that that you have confidence in doing business, knowing who you're doing business with. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question you'd like our team of experts to answer? If you do, send your question to podcast at thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com. To hear more from the business behind your business. Don't forget to subscribe using your favorite podcast player or you can visit the businessbehindyourbusiness.com website.